astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Well, happy June. <laughs> really? Are you uh, having fun yet? It's summer. I know. Well, actually, it's pretty like cool in Vegas still. Like yesterday, I think it was like 85 degrees, which... I went out walking yesterday morning. I was like, oh my God, this is so wonderful. <laughs> So, um, last month we did our first in, in the series mm-hmm. on following the days people were born, the calendar astrology. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to be doing our second episode on it. And we'll be talking about those born on the second, on the 14th and on the 26th of any month. So I'll say that again, if you were born on the second, the 14th or the 26th, of any month in the calendar. So this would go from January 2nd, you know, February 14th, December 26th. Any of them, you know, and, you know, last month we did those born on the 1st, the 13th and the 25th. And I don't know about you, but I got a lot of feedback, a lot of feedback from people because, you know, when, you know, that's about 36 birthdays, you know, chances are, you know, someone, (laughs) on one of those 36 days that we're referring to and they got a lot of insight and they said they I got feedback saying wow yeah that summed them up well yeah so anyhow I it's exciting you know I hope it's exciting for us when we get to put this information together and we learn I know I felt I learned more mm-hmm. it's changed some of my uh consults I, yeah. I gotta you know share that new information in there and I think that's something that we're kind of known for Right. The idea that we're always learning, always, always learning, putting new information, always learning new interpretations. Well, I think it's cool because you don't have to know someone's sun sign. Yeah. Sometimes that can be confusing for people if they're born between like the 20th or 24th of any month. You might be thinking, oh, my gosh, are they in Aries or are they a Pisces? Right. right? They might be straddling something. So mm-hmm. it's really cool just to be able to go through your list of friends and their birthdays, be able to pick it out and then have a little something to either say to them. If you're maybe trying to pitch yourself as someone that's getting into astrology um, or just being able to learn more about them or how to better parent or how to be a better friend, or maybe we're not so judgmental about why they are a certain way. You know what? And then um, I sent over a link to you earlier this week. I, I hope you got it on, on Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know, she was born on the 13th. And then here pops up an article in social media, a very short, but could think about how she's obsessed with the number 13 and how she finds it very lucky. Of course, she was born on the 13th, it said, which we knew because we shared it in, in our podcast last month. But also it went on how she uses 13. She has 13 second intros on one of her big hits. Uh, anyhow, she had all sorts of examples of how 13 has been lucky. So I thought, I mean, I'm not pushing people to 
use their number, pick a lotto number <laughs> with their birthday. But that's the idea that you find some harmony, you find some spirit, so to speak, about that number that resonates. Yeah, I was going to say, if you were listening to it and you thought like, oh, I used to be like that, I've lost some of that, or I want to encompass more of like the higher octaves of it. I think in that article, Taylor said that she like writes the number 13 on her hand before every show or something. And yeah. I, the Swifties will be able to correct me, but that's what the article said. Yeah. Um, right. But, you know, yeah. if, if yours is like five, you could be putting five candles out or how are you incorporating five into your right. daily practice? Maybe just to honor that a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, today we're talking the second, the 14th and the 26th. Yeah. So if you were born on any of these days in any of the months, this gives a very Taurus vibe. So you could be a Taurus, just a natural Taurus listening to this, like May 2nd, thinking, oh, I, I already am a Taurus. Right. Well, so, that would double down. Now it's double. stronger yet. Exactly. So that could be why you could look at your May 3rd Taurus thinking we're one day apart. How are we so different? Mm -hmm. Of course, or, but you could be born February 2nd thinking I'm an Aquarius, but you would have more Taurus traits. Again, anyone born 2nd, 14th, 26th. You know what? And the number one thing we think of Taurus, we think of money. Mm -hmm. We think of security. We think of people who know a lot about money or are in the financial industries. I can tell you, I have several clients that are financial advisors, that are in the mortgage business, that are in the banking business, and they're all born on the 2nd, the 14th, or the 26th something so simple. Yeah. I think they also value or can recognize craftsmanship. So I'm thinking of someone that was born on the second. And if you say, Oh, Hey, by chance, do you know of like a, a candle? Oh, Oh, I have the best candle. Oh my, Oh, you're not going to believe it. It's going to blow your mind. It's Oh, these are insane. Right? right. And she'll get this way, even about like pickles, oh. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Oh, it just, it's something that came to my mind because I saw a story the other day on her Instagram, but she's like, you guys, these are incredible. Like, you know, but she finds something she lo loves or, I mean, I, I trust her, you know, because I've tried yeah. some of the products or brands that she's recommended, but, you know, she speaks so highly about these are the best. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, another side of that Taurus energy is oftentimes they like natural they gravitate to kind of the word organic, or they just into mother earth. Mm. Uh, they love flowers, gardens, things of that nature. Um, and again, on a real high level, I'd like to think of, you know, um, he's passed now, but Senator Harry Reid, uh, big Senator uh, here from Nevada, but anyhow, he fought Yucca Mountain, you know, trying to block become, from becoming the dumping ground yep. for radioactive materials, trying to protect the environment so there we can you can run this way up the flagpole right and do it at that highest level of trying to protect mother nature and the safety and security and serenity yeah but then it, you can also come down to just someone who recycles religiously yeah well and when we're talking about beauty we can talk about it of course in mother nature or we can take it quite literally to the beauty counter <laughs> mm -hmm. that these people could always be refining their look uh, you know, they could put a lot of focus on beauty. Again, if we go back to that craftsmanship, you know, they could know 
the best Botox person <laughs> or the best mm-hmm. mascara, the best skincare products. So um, I would think their appearance could be something rather important where they could be more concerned about, I need to keep up, you know, with the beauty trends, or I do feel pressure to, you know, do a little face augmentation just to keep that youth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they generally, um, uh, these uh, dates that we're speaking about, the 2nd, the 14th, the 26th, they do prioritize love. Mm-hmm. I do think that they would lean towards loyalty. Yeah. But they're looking for loyalty as well. So they might overlook something else because this person's loyal to me. Yeah. Um, the topic infidelity, that would be something they, I would think they would have a great nose for if mm-hmm. someone's cheating, if someone's not being trustworthy. I think that they could be very suspicious. They could be the first ones on to somebody uh, in those type of matters. And, and that could be in business matters as well as, you know, personal relationships. Yeah. I have a friend who is a 14th birthday and, you know, all of our friends kind of agree, like he operates better when he's in a relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah. He loves love. Right. You know, and, and I think he's been willing to sacrifice maybe, you know, certain partners just at the expense of like, just, I want to be with someone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or his standards, I should say Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you kind of hit on this area already, but again, these dates that we're speaking about, they oftentimes like to align themselves with prestigious companies. So that can be say, well, I work for Apple, you know, rather than saying I'm an IT person, you know, they like to parlay themselves with institutions or circles of people that have status. They just naturally gravitate to that area. Anything that can sound impressive, it can even be their choice of venues. They want to go someplace, maybe it's modest, but they're going to go to a very expensive venue and have a small ceremony. So there's this kind of need to align themselves with that that has been proven. Yeah, I I think, yeah, these people too just like to spend money. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think Mm -hmm. they need maybe those prestigious jobs to have the income. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think they enjoy it. You know, some people, obviously we all have to spend money, you know, but some people like spend it and oh, there's regret or, uh, you know, should have I spent that? I think they can truly enjoy spending money. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I do think that one of the maybe cautions about these dates is there there's usually a, a need for sensuality and sensuality can be, you know, like uh, eating pudding and how great pudding can feel sometimes in the mouth. It's very sensual feeling or, you know, eating something indulgent, uh, drinking something that is just, you know, so good, you want more and more. So that you have to be careful of addictions with this. And again, hopefully an addiction is something easily managed as, oh yes, I've got too much jewelry. I, you know, I buy too many figurines. I buy too much clothes, you know, but it can go into those that we have are more suspicious of in society where we get into addictions that we can't control. Right, or ones that aren't as healthy. Yes, unhealthy. Yes, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, one other thing, and this is going to sound a little bit odd, so stick with us, but um, I would think that people born on the 2nd, 14th, and 26th have an ability to hold secrets, um, especially around the family. Hmm. And I don't think it's necessarily lying, 
right? But I think that they might hold secrets around anything that would disrupt the image of their stability or their security. Hmm. You mean like uh, they might not, they might minimize like a family drama of some sort? Yeah. Or not, you know, like not, you know, some people we think of, they're going to want to call their friends, go, oh, this is what happened. This is what, who did said they did this. And they might, they might just omit it. They can omit it. They could sugarcoat it. They might not just be as forthcoming with information that would look like it's disrupting their security mm -hmm. or their foundation mm -hmm. or something where someone might judge like, oh, well, who operates a family like that, you know, or who comes from that type of background, they might omit those things where other people could be very honest about their traumas. Like, yeah. oh yeah, my mom was crazy. You know, my dad right. left, whatever, yes. you know. They right. might just be a little bit more like fairy tale about how their story is mm -hmm. and, and not necessarily with their very close friends, but right. feel like, oh my gosh, I've known you for years. I didn't know that about you. That you went through that. Yeah. In hindsight, you find out decades later, oh, you went through that. I didn't know that type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? That I think that's a very intriguing uh, concept and a very astute observation. Um, and I want to throw one more lighthearted one in. Okay. Uh, usually on these dates, 2nd, 14th, and 26th, uh, oftentimes these people can be collectors, uh, whether they're collecting semi-precious stones, uh, whether they're collecting some sort of figurine. I've certainly been in a number of households where it's not that affluent of a household, but they have a massive collection of something inside. Mm -hmm. Sports memorabilia, you know, things because there's a sense of stability or greater value i don't have just two of these i have 50 of them right so all of a sudden it's like wow this is really you know this is rare and that therefore it might gives it some sense of well some sense of wealth yeah yeah so that um just gives you some ideas of all the dates put together we are going to then break it down into how the people born on the second are a little bit different than those born on the 14th and even the 26th. But first we are going to hear from a quick ad. Okay. Welcome back. So we are going to start with how we differentiate the, those born on the second on the 14th from the 26th. And first we're going to start with those specifically born on the second. So again, if, if that's you, if that's your friend, if that's your spouse, if that's your best friend, right here um, is how we would start breaking them out individually. And there could be just some immediate sense, even thinking about those people with the second as their birthday, of their lucky or easy, or they 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 received something along the way and they didn't have to work very hard to for that to happen. Mm. Um, we can think of, you know, the beautiful people you know, uh, we, Christy Brinkley, for example, born on February 2nd, you know, you can, she's a beautiful person. She's made her livelihood off of that beauty. Great example of it. So it, it like, like, oh, she just showed up. She's got good genes. She didn't have any control over that. And look what happened to her. So there's that Venus kind of Venus, Venus. It's a double Venus type of energy for those born on the second. Absolutely. Um, even though we're talking that mom talked very nicely about that, you know, because it is that Venus, Venus energy, I do think it doubles down on that idea of addiction, right. Or overindulgence. Yeah. Um, and that would be maybe the next example, um, Dax Shepard. Uh, he was 
or he is married to Kristen Bell, you know, but he's been very open about his struggle with addiction. And of course, from the outside, you know, they look so cute together, you know, like they're both super attractive, but then he opens just, he's very open about how it's impacted his life. Oh yeah. And I think some people might say, you know, Dak Shepard is pretty. I mean, he, there's something very engaging about him yeah. that, you know, you just, you know, you just want to like him. Yeah. 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 I do think uh, we have another great, real positive example. And I think a little surprising. I do a little research when I put, pick some people out that have these things. And it's always interesting. Bon, John Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, gosh, 40 year marriage with his wife. He even openly admits he never suffered from substance abuse, wasn't his thing. So there we have a real strong person that we assumed was into drugs along the way or an unstable personal life. And yet, wow, with that influence, you know, he kind of stayed in the, um, on that idea of stability. He really has lived out that message, right? Of uh, predictability, stability, uh, obviously some financial stability there as well. Um, and and being very attractive in the process. So uh, it is possible, it is possible, right? To live it out on a kind of an ideal level. I'm sure there's something that we don't know about him, right? When we went through just our client list, of course, we're not going to call anyone out by name, but, you know, we did go through some of the clients that we work with just to pick them out. And it was interesting that, you know, a lot of these clients were in the financial industry, which I think mom has kind of pointed out. Mm -hmm. Um, But even if they, let's just say, did, they were in to like find, if they were into dining, like food and beverage or massage therapy or even psychic readings, right. they had a tendency to cater to a very wealthy clientele. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just food and beverage. It was, you know, exquisite dining or fine dining, or it wasn't just a massage therapist, but they had, you know, these, you know, they were working on celebrities or people in very high tax brackets. Mm-hmm. So you, it's great because then the person kind of maybe don't, that lives in a modest home, but when they go out, there they are. They're in the, the inner circle. They're in the gated communities. They're going up into the penthouse. You know, that's who resonates with them. So it's not a bad place to be. On some level, it's a perfect place to be. Right. Right. Um, one of the other themes, um, I, sometimes, you know, sometimes you meet someone and they're not very motivated. I have a client who is very unmotivated. J- job, that's all they wanted was a job and the job generally didn't last that long. But he, his girlfriend was an MD. Hmm. So again, he gravitated to money. Yeah. She had money. He yeah. didn't have money. His, he was, you know, very just, you know, basic, basic income. Yeah, there's another case it seeks. So it's interesting. You can say lucky, but one way or the other, either you're going to actively get involved in building wealth financially, or you're probably going to attract people who are quite generous with you and help you along the way. Yeah. You know, one thing I, I know it's not in our notes, but I just have to maybe point it out with this Venus, Venus energy is I would be curious if these people had more of an awareness about blood. Mm, yeah you know, whether it's something that oh i regularly give blood mm-hmm. you know, I, i've i have a health issue where i have to monitor my blood uh, i would just be curious if anyone has any feedback on that but mm-hmm. uh that would be just something that kind of stands out when we see that double venus yeah, exactly 
So next, let's move on to those born on the 14th. Uh, mm-hmm. This gives a very Venus Mercury feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at celebrities for this one, I guess we would start with uh, Simone Biles. Right. Born on the 14th. Obviously, because of her gymnastic ability, fluidity, you know, body moves, right? Balance, grace. Right. So that's the Mercury piece is like the movement and then Venus is the beauty. Right. And then then her background is that she came out of the foster care system Mm. and she rose to be a top Olympic. I mean, you know, what are the odds of that? That's that Venus at work there that grabbed that pulled her up. Yeah. Maybe more obviously, we can think of the royalty. Prince Charles is uh, November 14th. Uh, Venus Mercury, you know, he's, uh, you know, he was born into it, how to talk, how to do this, don't do that. This is how we sit down. This is how we stand up. This is how we drink our tea. All these myriad of little details, Mercury. Yeah. Right. To, do you bow? Do you not bow? All these little things. That's all Mercury, uh, things that we oftentimes don't know when we go into a new type of religious service we've never been into we're always concerned that we're going to offend someone because we're going to say the wrong thing or not sit down at the right time or stand up uh he was bred that was bred into him mm-hmm. even ron DeSantis, um born september 14th mm-hmm. uh you know he was educated at yale and harvard law Mm-hmm. So again, very prestigious learning, which Mercury would fall into. Yeah. Well, if we get into some client stories here, um, I, I think I shared earlier already, um, my friend born on the 14th, you know, very into uh, skincare, beauty, and can eloquently speak about it. Mm-hmm. The ingredients that are in it, you know, whether it's uh now I can't even think of any terms to, you know, to oh. come to, but lactic, lactic acid, like he can really get oh, into oh, yeah. describing yeah. all of the mm-hmm. ingredients within these beauty products. Mm-hmm. I know I have two clients who are born on this date um, uh, that uh, inherited their businesses, uh, mm-hmm. business that was in the family previously, and then they just stepped in and took over them. I thought that was interesting because that Venus, that stability, the income, you know, think about if you were a 15 year old child and you know your father was in insurance and that's what I'm going to do. This is going to be yours someday. You're going to step in and run this agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had two examples of that where they literally just took over family businesses, which I think is, is that Taurus quality of predictability and carrying the torch. Yeah. And making money as well. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of hairstylists, beauty yes. owners in the, in this group yes. that I'm looking yes. through. <laughs> yeah, very much so. But, you know, the Venus, again, the beauty, now the Mercury, the turnover. Oh, I go see my hairdresser every six weeks, right? That repetition. Mercury rules the really mundane, kind of the boring side of life, but that people show up on a schedule of some sort. Yeah. Well, Mercury would be the hands too. So they had to like oh. hairstylist, esthetician, massage oh. therapist, these people using their hands to provide beauty, relaxation. I have one extreme example. I do have a client um, uh, I, and I, I, I say this, she agrees she is an addict um, and she shuns material wealth. 
and the rest of the family is doing rather well, I would say. And mm -hmm. she shuns when they come over to give her handouts or come come stay with us or do this. And she shuns it and says, you guys are all crazy. You know, I'm living the good life. You guys are imprisoned. I mean, she gets very poetic about it. Okay. It's another example of that Venus. They we see an addiction and they're they're kind of happy where they're at. They're in bliss. The rest of us are suffering. Yeah. So that is, is interesting because just for the time frame, and of course, we're being very general, right? We're not talking right. to a client one on one and getting feedback is like right. we try to talk about these on the highest octave, but they can swing into extremes, mm -hmm. you know, especially if, oh, you're a Taurus and then, oh, now you're on the second, right? Um, you know, like that you could have some extreme stories where you're listening to this saying, oh yeah, I'm like that, but in the, in the way opposite direction, like that client that you just mm -hmm. suggested where they see it, they could have it, but you're saying she shuns it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two other examples real quick. A number of musicians have this energy, particularly kind of the high-end musicians, classical type musicians, you know, the idea of the carrying on, the tradition of this, of, you know, classical music, very strong placement for that. Uh, and also a, a good friend, she's passed now, but uh, very much into dark comedy. And that's that Venus Mercury as well. Comedy, but kind of the dark side of it. And uh, uh, again, it it, uh, it's interesting to see another interpretation of this for the I, I like the musician one because that would be another one where they use their fingers you know yeah. like the guitar the piano the trumpet right they're using their fingers which would be the dexterity of mercury with mm -hmm. venus mm -hmm. so i'm sure there's other examples artists you know where they paint uh mm -hmm. but there should be anywhere we're using dexterity to create beauty yeah yeah exactly exactly the last one that we're going to talk about is the 26th, and mm -hmm. this would give a very Venus Saturn vibe to it. And mm -hmm. this is one where mom and I kind of went yeah. back and forth uh, prior yeah. to recording about, uh, because again, we're constantly learning, you mm -hmm. know, and these aren't just things where you can necessarily just go to a book or go to a website and get all the interpretations, <laughs> you know, so yeah. there is a sense of mom and me using our interpretations of astrology and uh, looking at our client list to try to form maybe even some additional thoughts oh, yeah. about what yeah. does this mean uh, for people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Venus Saturn, that combination to me is where they're very determined. And they, to me, I, I oftentimes think they lock down. They don't change. They, they, they know what their goal is. They get there and they live it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that, and I could see that with Venus Saturn, right? That they live it. Like it's like, it's lasting. Yes. It's lasting. However, when we were looking at our client list, yeah. we had 11 clients and the, yeah. I mean, I didn't go through our entire client list, but we yeah. had 11 clients that we were able to identify that actually had migrated, you know, from to the U.S. And by the way, this is out of 2,500, just, we got to give some reference here. Okay. 2,500 clients. So this isn't like a a huge number, but we thought it was a large number. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think if you would have- One in country who actually migrated to the US, and I'm not talking just coming from Mexico or Canada, we're talking about coming from Europe, coming from the Asian countries, coming from basically third world countries, and very happy 
Eastern European countries to, to come to be here, very determined. And oftentimes the story of how they got here, you know, obviously very stressful. Yeah. Very challenging. And I think if you, if we would have done it out of all of our clients that were born in other countries, right? You're saying, I mean, 2,500 clients we yes. looked at, but if you would have just looked, if you would have looked at all the clients just born in another country, I think that percentage would be even greater. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Cause we, we just focus on those that were born on the 26th. Right. Right. And so my whole point of that, just in case we lost anyone right. that we're saying that, you know, they get to this point and then they don't change much. And I thought, well, you, you have to have a lot of tenacity to leave your city of origin, let alone your country of origin yes, and, and move and pull in and, and change your life that much. To me, that didn't seem like, oh, they don't change much. How, so again, mom and me are going back and it's like, you know, these people might outgrow the family, those mm-hmm. born on the 26th, they might have a need to leave the nest to morph into something bigger. They might realize there's more out there for me. And that Saturn would be the determination Yes, the drive. And the Venus, yeah, the drive. And the Venus would be, oh, for a better life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and that we look, we talk celebrities, uh, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, Robert Downey Jr., Jr., Sandra Bullock, Britney Spears, Mick Jagger, Helen Mirren, Betty White, David Hasselhoff. Okay, there's my list. <laughs> Meaning there are people that have stayed on top for decades. True. They're not, they don't have a, oh, they, yeah, they were great back. They were very popular in the 70s. That's you know, no, this is people that, you know, kind of run with it. That's true. I was even thinking, uh, kind of, I mean, I don't know, you know, this idea of like, they don't change much. You know, like if you looked at like Ellen DeGeneres over the years, I don't know. I think, I feel like her appearance kind of stays the same. Uh, same with Sandra Bullock, you know, like she, yeah. I feel like she looks identical. Yeah, uh, it's true. She does. Britney Spears. I know she has some, had some change. I mean, I think there's a, many other stories happening there. Uh, I think Mick Jagger looks pretty much the same, doesn't he? <laughs> I, think so. I think so. I don't know. Like, but now I'm trying to think of celebrities that look, but yeah, some of them change their hair, like long, now short, red, now black. Betty I White. Know. I mean, to, her look was pretty consistent, I thought. It'd be interesting, those born on the 26th, if you feel like you have a constant look Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, or you don't age or something, right? Something where you look the same. Yeah. You know, I've had a couple of two major clients, I I would say, that have been outstanding. You know, uh, one, a very uh, influential tax attorney uh, who's done very well. And again, I don't think we think of tax attorney and as a woman. Right. Uh, this, and she's been in the biz for decades now. And another one that became, you know, um, uh, an attorney uh, focusing on uh, estate matters. Uh, again, these were breakthrough women. These I shouldn't say they are. They are breakthrough women. They broke through decades ago and they're still running, running it. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at this list, the clients that I have on here, they they all moved away from home. Yeah. Um, and they did, they, I, I would say that they have, they put a lot of value on like their positions that they've had in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, almost to the point that they can get kind of stuck on that concept of, you know, oh, I ran this property. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I never thought about that, but from the acting point of view, they could get into stereotypes. Mm. And a Venus Saturn could carry a stereotype, Ellen, right? Uh, yeah. A stereotype for the lesbian movement. Uh, so it, very interesting that, that Mick Jagger certainly became a stereotype. Yeah. You know, they're, they, they're associated with something much larger than themselves. Yeah. Well, when you could you think of like Saturn is like the rules, you know, so it is, it's like they could be one of the, the first. And so it, it does, it kind of dictates mm-hmm. uh, how other people can come into that position or how they think about that role. Yeah, that's the way you act. That's the way how you do it. And we imitate, could we imitate them? We could dress like them even sometimes, right? That's true. Thinking of like Mick Jagger or something like that, you know? Yeah. Very interesting. Absolutely. So did you have anything else to say about the 26th? um, Other than, you know, because it's Saturn, they can take leadership roles quite Mm -hmm. easily. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that concludes our talk today on um, our Taurus influenced dates, the 2nd, the 14th and the 26th. So we hope you, you learned something um, about yourself or your friends and family. We know we definitely learned some things uh, putting this together and we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at the katewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.